Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 202 of Final Boss TV. My name is Adam K.K. Bay. I will be your host today, and I think on almost all days. I, I don't know for sure. May have to go back and check. Just don't go back farther than like the 60s in the show numbers. You get to like just stop when you get that far back there, if you're even doing that. Of course, if you missed the last two big shows, 201 200 the post and the pre blizzcon 2019 specials had mr gm and hazelnutty games on for pre blizzcon and then we had uh mike and novel on for last week's show you can go check those out of course everything's updated if you miss any of the live shows itunes stitcher radio google play music my website for the audio only and then the whole archive goes up on youtube for the actual live show itself and just as a forewarning, I'm the one on camera today, so I don't want to hear none of those comments about, oh, it's a boring show. It's, it's a podcast. All right. My guests don't always be on camera. It is a nice benefit, but not every single one of them needs to be. But we have some vengeance demon hunters to talk about today. And of course, the show would not be here without the special nerds and ladies supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between over on my show's Patreon page. I did just get the update out there. This is uh, last month's credits, by the way. We'll get that updated soon for you. But just today, when I was updating everything else, we do now have the wallpaper. The Ajara wallpaper actually has two versions, slightly different versions of how the layout is. So if you are at that tier or above supporting what I do here, you do have that wallpapers out course you can follow along with the show notes you can follow along with the additional extra podcasts that we make put together there's like 70 of these i think now let's scroll up here to the tags uh we're at 70 additional podcasts that go throughout the years and there'll be a little sit down after show as well of course for this one but if you want to support your, the what i do here on the show in a more physical sense you can go check out what my sponsors have put together of course that is corsair and Elgato Holiday Gift Guide is up. My rig that I'm currently using is very Corsair forward. And I have a ton of goodies from both Corsair and Elgato. Links are down below. 10% off. Free standard shipping on Elgato parts and uh, Corsair peripherals. And of course, that does go to support the show, the stream, and everything in between. Thank you very much for those who support that. But today... Vengeance Demon Hunter. Monkey, you're back on the show, and uh, not to, like, put the uh, the cart before the horse, not much has changed. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me back. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a while since we've seen some changes, but uh, we can talk about it later. But yeah, I look forward to 9.0 and seeing what, uh, what they do in Shadowland. Yeah, we do have stuff on the horizon, not to be all melancholy. Joining us, hopefully, in the bants today as well is Exidius. You're the fresh meat today, sir. Hello, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Now, Monkey recommended you. What do you bring to the table here? Hmm? Defend yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, I play Demon Hunter. He doesn't, so I guess oh! that's... Uh... <laughs> 
Okay. He's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's... Well, but wait, but Monkey, you write the guide for Vengeance. How do you not play? <gasps> oh my god, no way. It's almost like Demon Hunter isn't meta right now. Well, I mean, well, well... That's... Imagine playing, having a tank that's not a brewmaster in 2019. That's, well, we'll get into it. That's... Yeah, I can't point. argue that. We'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I I like that. That was some good. That was some good shots fired. I appreciate that. Shout out, of course, to GoRec and Chat gets gets me right when I'm doing my intro bit. You madman! I appreciate you, you, you crazy monkey. Everyone at GoRec and Chat right now. If you're in the live show, and if you're in the YouTube comments in the future, just at GoRec. Just why not? But we'll go back here real quick. Uh, X, because you are the fresh meat here. I want you to introduce yourself a little more. Just give a shout out if you have any in the discords, the communities that you're a part of here. What do you dabble in when it comes to World of Warcraft? And what have you, or how long have you been part of said dabbling? Yeah, there you go. Uh, sure. I, uh, I've been playing since open beta of Warcraft back in, before it was classic, when it was just Warcraft. Um, back then I played a shaman and then a mage for the next, I don't know, all the way up to Cataclysm. Um, I've always raided, I've always PvP'd until recent, and then, uh, now Mythic Plus. Um, Mythic Raider, I, if I play the game, I'm raiding Mythic, I just, that's what I enjoy doing. And Mythic Plus is, is a lot of fun, I really enjoy it. Uh, this season though, season 3, has not been my favorite, so I've been a little lazy on it. Yeah. But prior to season three, I've uh, I really enjoyed it. Now I have your armory pulled up here, so not to like put you on the spot to defend your honor, but is this just like where you cruise control and keys? Because your last three keys done are just casual eighteens, no big deal. Uh yeah, so basically, um, most people I play with have quit the game, yeah. so now it's just casual mode and. Uh, looking forward to season four so like basically doing 18s 19s and if we don't fail the 19 do a 20 but we've failed everyone for the last like month and a half so yeah now is that that's not based on you being vengeance though is that just because of the people you play with because i mean your your overall mythic plus score at least last season you pushed to nearly 2300 you're at 2259 which is right. pretty big yeah. Um, so, I'm old, I said that before, <laughs> oh, so I don't have a lot of, <laughs> well, it, the reason why I bring that up is I don't have a lot of time to play. Mm. Um, most of the times I get like three hours a day, and on the weekends I can get more than that, but the idea is, well, since I'm raiding three days a week, uh, that leaves like two days if I don't want to spend time with any friends outside, so I don't do hard pushing, mm. but I do like to push when I'm playing. So, my time is limited, but I enjoy going as far as I can in, in the meanwhile. Okay. Yeah, I can respect that. And then, are there any resources or or anything else that you want to sort of pinpoint? Do you use anything that the community puts together? Uh, Monkey's Guide is alright on WoWhead, right? It's okay? It's, it's, it's okay. No, I use, uh, <laughs> I use the theory crafting that Monkey does, too. So, joking aside, he does a really good job doing that. And, um, so I use a lot of his theory crafting for a lot of stuff that I do. And then I just uh, play and see, you know, look at the logs and see what I need to do to, to improve myself. Okay. Nothing, nothing's hidden out there, though, right? Monkey, you actually, to go over to you now, you 
you mirror dev for this, right? So you put together the Wowhead guide and then also the Icy Veins guide. Is that correct? Yeah, I've been the uh, I've been the Wowhead guide since it came out, and I've done the Icy Veins for most more or less since uh, since Vengeance came out. So I I made the first. I've been doing theory crafting for mon uh, for for Monkey for Vengeance since. Uh, uh, since Alpha, since Legion Alpha, and I wrote the first guide, and then I just kind of took over the guides from there, and I've been the main slash mostly only theory crafter since then, since everybody else quit. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you collaborate with anyone else in the DB100 Discord to, like, as a, it's like a think tank that's behind the scenes that's evolved over the past couple of years? Because obviously when we first talked, and you can go back to that show in Legion which obviously the first Vengeance and first Havoc shows we had were sort of budding. And I basically met people throughout the community when I was doing my testing then. And when the, all the guild discord or the, the class discords were sort of forming, there was only so many people that were like prominent in the area. So has, has this evolved for Vengeance since Legion? Is there like a small group that actually figures all the stuff out? Or are you to coin a phrase like the Azertharian of Vengeance still? Do you do, like, do everything or... How's that work? Uh, back in Legion, I had other people. Like last time we did the show, I had the limit on uh, yeah. him and I worked together uh, extensively. We, him and I, did most of the work in Legion up until he ended up quitting at the end of Legion, uh, and I, I did work with my Oni for a bit. Um, but uh, going it he, now, I, I mean, I guess to, you know, coin your term, the Azertharian. I'm basically the Azertharian of uh, Vengeance, and uh, but. Uh, like whenever I come up with stuff, I you know I I open but I openly discuss pretty much everything in the Demon Hunter Discord. So you know like the, the 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 regulars will come in and they'll you know maybe if I if I put a zero in the wrong spot or something they'll just be like hey you know you messed up here or whatever. So sure. it's kind of open source. Like I do the majority of it and then they kind of just fact check me or you know like I, like I said I'll just post it up and if it's wrong they they just straight up tell me that it's wrong. So uh, yeah, okay. Now, is that just sort of how the cookie has crumbled since then? Because it's, yeah. it's interesting to see. I didn't know if that's like something you're, is the community something you're looking to curate more of? Because I know on the shaman side of things, there's like six predominant names that like do everything for like all the different shaman walks of life. And then that kind of branches out from there. And it all kind of stemmed from like Word Up and Purge years ago. Whereas right. obviously a newer class, if you're you know, the seed that sprouts the whole tree, obviously, if there's anyone else that wants to really get into this, then they just talk to you, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's honestly, like, it's just, there's not a lot of interest in people doing it. Um, mm. But like I said, most of the people that did show interest quit, or a lot of people, they try to do stuff, but they're kind of wrong a lot. So then they don't continue. Uh, but I mean, I, it, regardless, though, I've been around long enough that I work with basically all the other tank TCs and as well as several others that we all kind of just help each other out because the tanking theorycrafting community right now as a whole is kind of on a decline. So we all just kind of help each other out. Uh, so even if like, so the people that help me like, uh, like Fade, who's been on before for uh, Druids and stuff, him and I worked together a lot before I've worked with uh, Greyhound, he's been on a lot. Yep. Uh, and several others. Um, uh, 
So we, we just kind of help each other out as a team community as a whole. Okay. So that's mostly what I was getting at. There might not be a lot of individual figureheads for each tank spec in particular. And of course that may evolve and change going from expansion to expansion, but it seems like the, the tanks and aggregate, at least handful of you all work together. Doesn't matter what tank though, just for all of them or at least a handful. So, okay. Because for DPS, it's very different. There's just so many more of us, them, of that, those, those specs. So it's interesting to see how... Because I know Brewmaster also has like giant freaking spreadsheets and crazy math and all this stuff. And that, it's depreciated now, but they went crazy for a while. But I guess as Blizzard they decides... They still do. They just don't okay. post everything as much. Okay. They, they But yeah, I mean, but Brewmasters, it's... I mean, that, that, and that comes down to who, you know, ru quote unquote, runs the stuff for, you know, that specific class. So like the brewmasters, all those people are really into their spreadsheets and their math and, and doing all the complicated formulas and stuff. So they, they really enjoy doing that. So they, you know, and, and they're proficient with it. So they, they do it more off more. Whereas, you know, other ones, they will do stuff. I know, uh, warriors have done it, uh, some, mm -hmm. um, I do a little bit, not really that much. I'm not really proficient with it. I usually bug other people if I need to do something like that and have them help me out with it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and then, like I said, it just, that comes down to whoever's running the stuff, whoever's doing it is in charge or whatever, so. Okay. Well, before I get into the major topic, you, you monkey, you gave me an image to sort of set the tone for at least your take on this. <laughs> and X gave you a bit of a dig at the start of the show. But I just want I want chat to anyone else to see that this this is this is um this is a comparison between how you want to be but how you are in the game right now because you're mostly playing a brute. Let's bring this up real quick here. Uh super intricate image. Just um I'm making sure I'm seeing this right. So you, you're the little stick figure guy. And yep. on the right, frowny face brewmaster t-shirt on doesn't look very happy left side you happy face demon hunter t-shirt on looks looks really so what's the hmm i uh so uh, that tettles actually made that i uh I <laughs> of course he did <laughs> yeah i posted up in guild that i needed a picture and he goes here you go i got you man so yeah so uh Basically, yeah, it's just saying that I, you know, I want to play Vengeance, but uh, I can't right now because Brewmaster lol. So, laughs and stagger. Yeah. So yeah, I've been a Brewmaster the entire expansion. Uh, even though I mean I have maintained all the tanks and stuff for the most part, uh, but I I played Brewmaster the entire time. Mainly. Okay. Just because of you know that's just the needs. I'm in a higher guild, and I just you know do what's best for the guild. That. I don't want to tangent too much on the brewmaster topic and we'll have a little bit of like this intermingled here and there, but I, we thought they were going to do something about brewmaster going from Legion to BFA and Blizzard really didn't kind of, but not really. So I still wonder in these class changes and the great unprudinator Halinka coming in, I wonder if they're, cause it keeps being an outlier for three expansions in a row. It's been an outlier warlords to Legion to BFA I, I'm, I don't know if you both agree, but from the outside looking in, as a fledgling tank, I only tank very little. 
I think Blizzard is, a, it's about time that Blizzard actually changes how stagger works and doesn't make it so much similar to other tanks, but I think it needs to change. Am I, am I wrong? I mean, X, you haven't, I'll chime in for you a little bit. Do you feel stagger needs to? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, so like they they can basically now go full DPS gear and still be way better than Mia's Avengers tank right now. It's it needs to be changed in some way. Um, it seems like they they get this this perception of how the classes should play, and then they don't change from it. Because I I was talking to some Blizzard employees in the past. I can't really say much, but like when I was talking to him about the class design of Vengeance, I was like, hey, um, this stuff is our weaknesses. This needs to be changed or we're never going to be competitive. Like, it's not going to happen. And they came back with a response of, um, but this is how the class is designed, so those are not going to change. So, mm. like, I, I think they sort of, like, pigeonhole themselves into, like, this overarching design of a class and then don't budge from it. Yeah. We've seen some of that in the past before, but I, it's just time for it to go. I think the way that stagger works just shows so much how the block boys and like the parry heel tanks are just can't, they can't compete depending on how the raids are balanced. And it also kind of forces Blizzard, I would in some way, to make bosses just do so much absurd damage slowly after tier after tier after tier. To tanks because stagger is so powerful, and I think we'll see. Because the whole thing this prefaces is this: because in eight one five to eight two, and of course currently we're sitting in eight two five. But this was like the major patch that brought class changes. I'll bring this up on screen so you can follow along. But I have the whole list. This is every this is like the cliff notes here. But vengeance saw the demonic wards buff which almost returned to forum is my little side note here. It's a 15% flat damage reduction up from 10, which started off as 20%, like way back at Legion. So it's still like almost where it was. Demonic Ward armor bonus is increased to 100% up from 80. And they used to be 75% previously. Demonic Sp or Demon Spikes got their armor reduction reduced to 60% of your scaling agility, down from 85%. But that's to even out the active versus passive DR to make it so that in the DR window, it's almost unchanged because of your base armor. But outside of it, you don't get smashed as hard. They buffed the heck out of Soul Cleave by 40%. I would assume just to like make you hit the button. Metamorphosis got their health bonus adjusted to 50% up from 30. Meta also had their armor bonus now at 200% up from 100%. So that's triple the armor from going from non-meta to meta, if I understand the math there correctly. And then they refixed or, or updated how shear in metamorphosis works to now generate 20 additional pain and an additional lesser soul fragment, your little weird combo point system there that helps you heal for your percentage-based health. Previously, it was just the seven pain per second. This is a lot. Because, obviously, Vengeance was in a place, but what? how did this work in the current tanking sandbox? Were the adjustments in the right direction based on the dev's footnotes? So, Monkey, can you please expositate on how this affected things? So, um, 
I mean, you kind of talked about it a little bit. Basically, the the main point of it was to um, a, a couple of our issues are um, damage reduction outside of demon spikes, or basically we don't have a cooldown up um, is was low. It was lacking, and um, which we have a higher health pool. We actually have either the highest or one of the highest health pools of all the tanks to kind of make up for that. But you it's can, just it's not enough. Bears uh, and, and vengeance. Then, you guys can hit a million health right now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. In meta, in meta, you can. I think I've seen somebody hit up to one point one or one point three or something. I can't remember. Okay, continue. If, Sorry, that's like if you you'd have to like fully stamina for that. But yeah. anyway, um, but yeah. So the two key points was damage reduction outside of spikes or when the cooldown are up, and then uh, making meta like a good cooldown again because meta kind of got crapped on going into BFA. We lost when we lost the artifact and stuff. It uh, got a lot weaker. And uh, when they, and also they it affected it uh, it buffs armor which armor got changed in the, like the armor formulas and stuff going into BFA they completely changed how armor worked or like heavily reduced its strength so the that side of it uh, hurt it so basically the, these buffs were to buff those two things were to make meta relevant and increase the damage reduction outside of demon spikes uh, and that's why the demon spikes part was nerfed. Uh, so that way it wasn't like a double buff. So that way it wasn't too much. So that way, you know, during demon spikes, we didn't become invincible. So they kind of lower that down and it, it, it comes out like it maps out to pretty much the, the same when demon spikes is up. Mm -hmm. uh, we just have more outside of it. Uh, so in general, I mean, all the buffs were good and um, they were, they were all needed to a certain degree. Um, as far as how much it, it impacted as a whole, I mean, I think it, it did a, a good impact. I wouldn't say it was a large one, though. Uh, it definitely made people pay a little bit more attention to Vengeance, and I think it set us up for what was potentially good in the next raid, uh, which I think we talk about later. Um, but uh, I don't think it didn't. It didn't actually change like our quote unquote tank ranking. Um, you know, uh, the, the tank ranking list as far as uh, we go. I mean, we're still low to mid tier. Uh, and, and honestly, in general, uh, I guess I'll just touch on it now, yeah. is um, that I feel like tank balance in general right now is actually extremely close with the, and I'm, sh I'm going to catch flack for it. I don't really care. I think the only two tanks that are outliers are monks being really strong and DKs being the weakest. That's, it's either DK or Druid, but I think that DKs are the weakest and Brewmasters are the strongest. In raids, right? In raids? In, in raids, ra raid-wise. So raid-wise, specifically, not not dungeons. So raid-wise, I think that um, the tank balance in general is very, very even. Um, and we, so I don't, so like, even if we are, like, say we are like the fifth tank, tank of six, it's like fifth by like an inch, not by a mile like it was, you know? So I, I guess, so I guess that's good. It, but uh, it's just, we got to work on that community reception. That's the toughest part, right? And that's something that we talked about in discord a little bit here when I was prepping the notes and when I got some questions, one of the off-handed questions. And of course, if you have questions for the guests, save them for the second half of the show, but it's not directly included in these notes, but it's the, the word that I get thrown around a lot when I'm doing my raid testing or when I'm doing my, uh, or PTR or beta testing or whatever is the V word viable. Cause that's basically what players want to know. And in a world where there's 36 specs 
to hopefully a degree that gets kind of squished in Shadowlands because they're focusing on class identity, but that's neither here nor there yet. We'll see what Holinka does. Is when you're coming into this game or coming back to it or changing characters or trying to figure out what's good for your guild, a lot of players just ask, well, is this viable? Is blah viable for blah? Those players, not to be dismissive, normally are ones that don't need to worry about that question. Play whatever you're comfortable with, play what you're good on, because you'll perform better. Because if you're in the higher end echelon, you know what's better. Right? Like, just to go off what Monkey said, you just said you're not that far apart, but you still play Brewmaster, because for your guild, for your progression, you've got like 12 or 13 with the Kajara kills, been farming her for weeks now. Brewmaster is still just the easier and more consistent tank for higher end progression in Mythic Raiding. But to turn the coin on that, X, have you found that what you do on Vengeance like hamstrings anything you do in the game? You're you do everything, you raid, you do nearly like the higher end keys, like 20 pluses are like the, the creme la creme right now, right? But I do you feel like you're just is your perception of the people you play with like, oh he's playing Vengeance, ugh. So yes. Oh. Uh the last question. Mm -hmm. Um so even from the my my friends I play with all the time, I still get the the random remark once in a while, like, "Oh, you know, you have you know you've been fine if you were a monk right there." And so those comments never went away, even though I played Vengeance since they came out um, in all the raids and everything else. I've gotten CE in almost every tier. Mm -hmm. The only time I have it is when uh, the guild dies. Um, but with that being said, I'm really ever the reason why we wipe or can't progress. Um, like even on, so let's, let's look at the tank killer of this tier, or at least the first tank killer of this tier, uh, Mythic or Goza. Like I, uh, main tank tier just fine using the spear bomb build with DPS trinkets and DPS like essences. Like we can do a lot of things that a lot of people don't think we can do. And we are definitely quote unquote viable. Like we, we always have been viable, but the issue is, is in most situations, there's no reason to pick a vengeance DH over another tank. And that's the like that's the biggest issue. And then the main reason why I play Vengeance is just because it's the class I really enjoy playing. Yeah. Like I know the guild would be better if I was a monk, but I wouldn't have fun, and then I probably wouldn't play. That's a pretty big bottom line statement right there too. So that's the tough part. And then to turn it back to Monkey, you and then chat pick up on this too. You talked about how these adjustments coupled with how the game is going is potentially for like 8.3 and towards the end of the expansion. So now that that brings up how, and again, and X, you kind of just touched on that too. How does that overall, just how does Vengeance feel to play? And monkey on you first, because you sort of figure all this stuff out. Like where is Vengeance strong versus where is Vengeance weak and is that a fair trade-off and balancing point because every tank i guess unless you're brewmaster can't be strong everywhere but then has to have some weaknesses because you need to have gameplay moments to play around otherwise you're just a meat shield sitting there like old school bear druid that has zero things to care about you hit your buttons and you live and you never die so monkey where is where's that teeter-totter for vengeance now then uh so 
Okay, so two things. One, uh, yeah. going to the next raid, people are kind of hyping up Vengeance because there's uh, there's a lot more magic damage in the next raid. Mm -hmm. uh, so Vengeance passively has 15% DR against magic, which is one of the highest among the tanks. Uh, we And we also have a high health pool, which is traditionally really good for uh, magic. And we have uh, the healing from soul, the constant healing going on from souls. It's not as much like burst healing as like a death knight, but there's certain thing like if you get a five soul spirit bomb, you can actually I've seen people heal for quite a bit. Like if you get spiked or something. And uh, so I think that a combination of all of that uh, together and could be even with uh, fire brand being one minute, as long as it's casted by the enemy. Um, I think that with the amount of magic damage and potentially how what the timings are and stuff, I think that we could be a lot better just because of the damage coming from that raid, um, just because of the or the, the style of the raid, uh, a lot more like uh, like Nighthold was, where it heavily favored magic damage. Yeah, um, I was actually talking with my raid leader recently. I, I guess they're adding in more physical stuff, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I think that. Um, those initial buffs ended up are going to ironically help us in the next raid, depending on how the magic damage goes with it. Um, and then the, uh, sorry, I, f I forgot what the secondary thing I was going to say, but th I mean, that's mainly, that's what I was talking about with was the, uh, or about the future stuff was about the raid, you know, being magic damage and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's, it's. It's funny you went right to that point when I prefaced like the whole question of that topic is were you strong and were you weak? And that that was always a bit of a discussion point when DKs came into the battlefield about like, oh, Death Knights are so good against magic damage because they got, at the time, they had anti-magic zone, they had anti-magic shield, and they had death strike, so they get hit in the face with a giant spell, and they just like, loop death strike, good to go. And then, of course, the old, like, the blood shield combination there is when you heal off of a crazy ability, you gain the blood shield. Blood shield dampens the physical damage incoming and the way they change bone shield. That was, like, their argument. But it's right. funny you bring up the argument for Demon Hunter because of how much passive you have. And in that regard, the way you heal is sort of just part of the build. You just keep healing, right? It's not like a yeah. crunched death strike. It's almost like yeah, the boss pushes you and you push back. Yeah. yeah, like you're always pushing back against boss damage sort of in this like sort of accordion style, I would say. Because you right. just... Oh, yeah, and that... So, okay, so yeah, I remember the second thing I was talking about. Okay. So the secondary thing was um, since our inception, we... I, and I've said I've said this since the beginning of Legion, is that Vengeance was made to, to be a tank for the new feature that came in Legion of Mythic Plus. Vengeance, oh. with the way our sigils work, with the way our healing works, that the fact that we have parry on demon spikes um, and like our extra magic reduction and stuff, we were, we, in my opinion, we were built specifically for Mythic Plus. And I think that's part of why we've been so good in Mythic Plus and bad at Raid is that they, when they balance us or they tune us, they want to focus on our Mythic Plus side of, you know, that's why we have all the sigils that are, the sigils themselves are actually really good, and Demon Hunter actually has some of the most utility of all the tanks. But the problem is that none of that really helps in raid, or it's very specific. So certain instances, like uh, on uh, on Zul and Oldir, you know, we were really good because we could we could we had movement, and you could sigil a chain stuff, you could fear stuff, um, you could silence stuff. 
like the sigils were useful there. So we actually in it uh, were were actually in general, vengeance is one of the best like third tanks or off tanks. And I even said that going into the current raid that like Ashvane, I still think vengeance is the best one for that. Or Gazoa, they're probably second for that. Um, with DKs, you know, have grip, but I, th I still think vengeance is pretty good at that. Um, but I think that's just, that's one of the things we accelerate is the mythic plus style of tanking um, because of all the CC that we have and the healing and the parry and stuff. Um, so in my opinion, that's, and we we are actually accelerating uh, or excelling in uh, mythic plus right now. Kind of every tank is kind of doing really well in mythic plus right now, but I think that vengeance is, is like kind of somewhat low key. People are actually starting to figure it out that vengeance is actually pretty good in mythic plus um maybe like top three I, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure i'm not you know into that community but uh, uh from what i've been hearing it's been doing really well and i think that it's because of like i said we were cater built for that purpose so and i think that's a trend that might continue into the next next rate or uh, expansion we'll see that's actually a bit of a, a side note to that sort of as part of this when i was making in a conversation that came up in my discord i obviously i actually get a lot of my just like sponged up internet content from YouTube. I don't actually get it all the time because I'm on Twitch streaming or I just turn it off when I'm not. But I was told a handful of my viewers also in this crossover watch a lot of Sloot Bag or Sloot Ted tanks a lot of stuff, all the tanking and just I think this last reset he cleared all of Eternal Palace as vengeance and my viewers that were in his chat said that he was just like it was really good. Feels fine, but granted, like super geared, right? He didn't come in with like you know, you know, lower tier gear, so he put work in, got his Vengeance Demon Hunter up there, and he was very positive about what he felt. I don't know if that was in light of thinking towards Nihilotha because he's been doing raid testing as well, and that raid, of course, comes out probably you know, mid January, late January, so it's some time away from that one. But that's he wasn't just like, oh, this is bad, uh, this is terrible, and it was super negative, he was fine with it. Granted, he prop pally mains, so I don't know where he... Very different style of rear utility with prop paladin versus vengeance, but like you said, if there are places where you can excel with sigils being your main key thing, it looks to work there. Yeah, vengeance as a whole right now, vengeance is underrated. Um, it's kind of like kind of like how it was like late, late in Legion where we... Um, I mean, with the buffs and stuff, like, we're actually in a pretty good spot right now, but people are so used to Vengeance being bad that everybody just kind of discounts it off the bat. But, like, I mean, Max uh, from Limit, he's been running, he's been doing Vengeance since, like, three months, like, the past two months. He's oh. he's done that as one of his main, like, all tanks. Um, I don't know. I don't know the specific reasons why I haven't talked with him about it, but I've, I've seen him pretty, every week going in there as Vengeance for months now. So, like, and I, and I remember talking to Just Wait uh, in the beginning, too. Like, I mean, part of it is they do it for the magic debuff sometimes or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's like people recognize that it's not that bad, but it's, it comes down to I can either do like Vengeance can do a lot of damage or it can do a lot of survival. Other tanks like Monk or Warrior or even Paladin can do a mixture or like, like Monk, like we said earlier, you know, not, not to talk about it again, but just as an example, because it is a good example for it, is that you don't have to give up survival to put, to do maximum damage. Whereas on Vengeance, it's either 
you're doing a lot of damage with with some baseline survival or you're doing a lot of survival with a third of the damage or half the damage whatever so yeah. you have to you have to do one or the other whereas other tanks accelerate in both or excel in both and i think and that's one of the main issues that's actually hurting us right now so it, overall the tank isn't bad it's just compared to other stuff it you know it's not as good but uh, and but in general yeah i mean anybody can tank on it and do fine people have killed have killed a shower for a long time on it it's, for months it's you know it's kind of whatever but uh yeah all right so close me out of this topic then from you real quick monkey and then uh x i'm gonna go for you on the on the same question with that in mind what do you think like right now what is your like pet peeve or like your weakest part uh what feels the worst with vengeance currently in the current sandbox and bfa Honestly, my main, I mean, I've had the same gripes for a long time. Uh, really, it just comes down to two is cooldowns. I don't feel like our cooldowns are that good. Even if, I mean, the meta buff is good. It, you know, meta is now one of the strongest, but it's such a long cooldown. And the fact that we, it's our only cooldown. Fiery Brand is a single target one that, you know, it's every minute, but it's single target and it's only damage that they deal to you. So no environment damage. Um, so it's very specific. When it's good, it's great. Otherwise, it's it's completely useless. So our cooldown, we need more cooldowns, and um, our, uh, I mean, outside of that, we we've kind of got improvements. So like our baseline, I feel like could be bumped up a little bit. What whether it's our healing a little bit or a little bit more damage reduction, but I, I feel like that's a lot better. So I I would say that the cooldowns is probably the the main thing with the baseline uh, mitigation survival being uh, the secondary thing. Okay. And X, how about you? What is your, what feels the worst for you on Vengeance? Um, there's a couple of things. One of the biggest peppies I have, and there was actually a bug that came out in 8.2 that changed this for like a two days, and it was awesome, is our souls. Like, we can walk on them and pick them up. So if you're running like a build like Spirit Bomb, which is what I normally play, I'm using the resources I need to do damage by walking on top of them. So if I'm taken against a wall or like, um, just any boss like uh, uh Heldia, for instance who's just is a wall if you move at all you pick up your souls and then you can't dps um mm. so that that's a huge pain point like it was funny because when 8.2 came out um you couldn't walk in your souls anymore and for that two days before they fixed it it was awesome um souls and water too oh yes thank you yeah when you spawn souls and water they go directly to the bottom it doesn't matter where you are. So if you're nowhere near the bottom, you don't get to use any of them. Um, and the other one, what was it? Just one of the things I wanted to. That's a funny one. Because oh yeah. Um, go, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just. Uh, the, other... <laughs> um, the other thing that I don't like is there's really no interplay with our with our abilities. Um, so if you take like we have a talent called Feed the Demon, uh, which gives us lower uh, cooldown on our demon spikes when we when we consume souls um something like that should be like passive honestly we should have that built in baseline because then it, it gets you playing your, your your spec better and you get rewarded for it and then that would also help cover our weakness which is mitigation uptime but right now if you take it then you no longer have fracture and that play style is mind-numbing 
and it, to a point where people just don't take it most of the time. Yeah, which we'll, we'll we'll get into talents in just a little bit. But what I was gonna say about the the lesser solo fragments and why when I opened it up with the whole patch note thing. They're basically just floating environmental combo points in a way. They have an overflow mechanic where obviously if you build beyond five, it eats your oldest one like passively. So there's kind of that in intricacy to it. So you can, I don't know. There's little things that I've seen when I've done some vengeance stuff where with fracture, you can build over, you can like push your souls over five. So you'll eat some and then you can, spirit bomb into the five so you can have like a little bit of extra burst healing kind of a thing but they're super awkward and they fall into the same category of like when prot paladin had holy power or when brewmaster had chi it 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 fights this weird it has to be done really well in this combo point way and there's so many little plates to spin that if any of those aren't don't like feel good the whole system is just kind of wrecked and because their lesser soul fragments are so integral to how vengeance does anything, they're part of how you heal based on your percentage health. They're part of how soul cleave adds the extra healing. They're part of obviously how spirit bomb works to do damage and heal you. If you can it's touch the most the important resource, it's the most important part of the class. Uh, yeah, the spec honestly, it's even more important than pain or any of the buttons. Yep. So the fact that you can like, I have to move the boss, so I just nerf my damage and healing at the same time while positioning no other tank i don't has to do that it just and you can't like you can't even be weird about it because it's the same it's the same effect with um with demonic appetite for havoc i play a lot of havoc right now chat makes fun of me it's like it used to be a shaman stream uh but i'm playing a lot of havoc for all this tier because i had to bring the debuff that works for demonic appetite too we have to wiggle, and you can wiggle like in place, like back and forth, and you'll eat what's around you for your souls. But sometimes you don't want to do that. So you think like, okay, what if I just fell rush forward? Any movement, once they're in place, triggers them. So you can't even say, uh, like, jump away from your soul fragments, I don't think, to like leave them there, to come back to them. It will still like, as you jump, they're like, ah, they'll chase you. So that I, I agree. It's very. The only change that made that a little bit better is if you use uh, a mecha for like Infernal Strike and you just jump up and straight down without moving, you can still do that without consuming souls. But anything <laughs> else is just, it's just. It's a little video gamey, but I get you. That's that's to activate uh, like Flame Crash and stuff, right? Where you just go, Ugh! yeah, yep, yeah. So all right, Th this topic has been on the spec shows for a very long time. And if you've been following along with the show notes or been following along with all the spec shows for a while, you're listening or, of course, keeping up with the ones you want, I have evolved this to be the opening show part. But because, obviously, Demon Hunter only has one expansion, I moved the take a look back into the WoW timeline topic to sort of the middle here where we had some stuff we prefaced before going in the, the, the last 40 minutes, right? Already just flies by. So Demon Hunters is a class that's only been around for roughly three years to play, like in total. Maybe a little longer with beta and whatever. So Shadowlands, and when I was making this show and I was talking to Monkey about this weeks ago, we had put off this show on purpose till after BlizzCon, which is why it's here now. Shadowlands, we were expecting a little bit of, oh, we got 
plenty of O, but as uh, if you've seen Taliesin's new video, there are, are big questions we don't know yet about the expansion. It's potentially coming out next September or the end of next year. We don't know yet. It's pretty early. Halinka, the great unpruninator, used to be on the PvP team, left for a different project, came back, and now he is the the game designer for combat, or the combat game designer for World of Warcraft, right? He's the big guy on top of all the whole thing. He had a panel at BlizzCon. Didn't really show a whole lot. Showed, like, they want to bring back totems and auras and a lot of, like, core class spells. Fine. But what the hell does that mean for Demon Hunter? So I'm pretty sure you haven't ever lost anything because you have everything except what's from your artifact, potentially. So, X, what does that mean for Vengeance? Is there anything you hope you just get back? Or is there some bits from the artifact you want baseline? Like, what? How is that going to do it? Is it going to be the same thing? You just got to log into Shadowlands and nothing changes. Yeah, so there's there's a few things from the artifact that I really really miss. Uh, the very the biggest one is fiery. Um, basically, we have a a nerfed version as a, a a talent right now. So basically, at the end of Legion, you, every time you cast fiery brand, uh, it increases the the damage fire damage you do to the target by seventy percent. So what you could do is you can open up with that and then get these these DPS windows, where the good players could like excel and use these windows to to do a lot of damage. Um, I would love to have that back because then it, it gives us a way to like just create these windows and build towards them during combat. Uh, right now they, they gave us the same talent, but it's now 20% and then you, you lose flame crash. It's just not worth it. Um, one thing that, uh, we lost in beta of Legion, I would love to have back is dark. Um, wait, is what you cut out there? Which what? I apologize. Is is darkness. Oh. So we had it very briefly in beta, and like if we had that now, it would give us some raid utility, because that cooldown can be a very strong cooldown. So that would also make us a little more edgy, which is, you know, I guess what they're trying to go <laughs> So I, <laughs> I would love to get that back. That'd be great. Um, then there's also Empowered Wards, which is our, our magic CD. Um, we lost that coming into uh, to sex back. Um, it's nothing special except the, the artifact. Um, traits where it will make it so that based on the damage, uh, the magic damage you absorb um, or will mitigate, um, you get a whole bunch of, of uh, agility. So you could actually game the system. Now, oh, yeah. you found people cheesing it by standing and stuff on purpose, but like it gave it like another layer to to excel from your peers and, and made like, you could see some DHs back in Legion do some crazy damage by like just abusing that mechanic. But it was, it was something you, you had to think about. It made the, made the class more fun. Yeah, that brings up a couple of tanks. That almost brings up the... I don't know if we talked about this last expansion. Potentially the slight degeneracy that it reminds you of old school vengeance for tanks. Like getting crit, turning around, sitting down. You know, obviously taking more damage than you should for all that raw attack power. So there are little things like that. But yeah, Demonic Wards, because it was also what Mark of Ursal for Guardians was also removed at the same time. Those like on-click demand X less magic damage were very strong. Well, Mark of Ursal was removed after Nighthold. That, yeah, that was ago. removed mid-X-Pack. Mid yeah. But that was just because bears were just so strong. 
Yeah, they they and feared they, nothing. They were just too tanky. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had they yeah, they had no problems doing shit stuff. So that monkey, where do you go with this then? What what do you want Holinka to? Do you echo some of the things that Exidia said, or do you have other options? Uh, yeah. I mean, what he kind of said. Uh, the I mean, every every demon hunter who played in Antorus, any every vengeance that played then, um, the the combination of flaming soul and uh, uh, fiery demise, it gave you like he said, you could work it, and if you did it right, you could get up to about twenty seconds of fire rain up time every minute. So it gave you a 20 second burst window where you could just double or triple your damage. Like vengeance was so strong damage wise back then because you had a burst window every minute and it was, it was really fun. And it was, and because it was every minute, you got to look forward to it and you got to like, you know, it's something that you got to do very regularly every fight, even though, you know, speed kills started happening and, you know, you'd get the two minute kills or, you know, minute hound kills. Uh, but it was just it was really enjoyable to do uh so yeah that's 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 every the top of everybody every vengeance's wish list uh that played then um and then there's some other things like he said with the empower wars the, the agility that was really fun to, to game um uh as far as anything else uh Painbringer is one that we that people kind of liked it was kind of a love hate thing so Painbringer was whenever you consume a soul for four seconds you get uh you get a X percent uh, damage reduction. And it was something that we actually used in Nighthold on Croesus because you could, because he was a wall boss. So you would auto consume souls. And that's how you survived that fight was you just sat there and you just set, you just spammed fracture and you over consume souls. Um, uh, some other things. So like uh, fracture being changed over to being on charges and replacing shear. That also was something that people were a big fan of. Because in Legion, because of the damage taken, or we had uh, pain from damage taken, especially in keys, on higher keys, you could just set, sit there and you could just spam Fracture and bomb, and it was fun. Like, yeah, it was a two-button rotation or three buttons, you know, with Emulation Aura, but it was really fun and enjoyable because you always had resources going. You never had to worry about it. It wasn't just spam, spam sheer and just sit there and generating. It was you were spending, and then you were spending using your spender to spend and you were generating stuff in the background so i mean pain is all pain from damage taken as a whole was kind of a mess because when you weren't taking damage then you were just spamming sheer or whatever but when you were like those were it was really fun to do um and i think and that's uh and and that's just a key point with vengeance as a whole since its inception is that the reason why people have kept playing it is that it's been it's really fun and a for a long time uh, since vengeance came out a lot of people said vengeance is the most fun tank i knew a lot of guys that wanted to play it and hire guilds but i mean obviously didn't because you know they play what was best for the guild but a lot of guys wanted to play it because it was just so fun um and then uh the last thing is kind of a special one of mine so from the alpha we actually had a talent it's called hellgate here i'll link it in the discord Oh, this is a real. Is this a thing you can actually go back and look at? Oh, let me yeah, see. Is that wallhead? Yeah, I post in the Discord. Yeah. I got um. It. So it's called Hellgate. So whenever you, whenever you cast a Jewel Flame, and when it blows up, you teleport to the location, and then it AOE taunts everything around you. So I always thought that like it was it was fun to play with back then, but I I really wish that was something that we could get because like our sigil row is kind of 
it's garbage. Other than chains, it's garbage. And that would give us some potential to do stuff or like even with flame crash, it would, you know, it gives us extra teleportation or, or movement. And then it also gives us an we taunt. And I, I just think that's something that's really cool. That's something that's always been like a, a favorite of mine, but it was taken out in uh, in the alpha legion or beta. I think it was when we went over beta. And this was a talent you said, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was a talent of time. Interesting. There was a couple, I mean, there's a lot of things that were obviously scrapped and pulled from yeah we got reworked two i think both specs got reworked two or three times completely like an out between alpha I beta of legion i believe it so that the end cap to this little section here and we always talk about a lot of stuff from the artifact which i think we will admit that halinka can pull from is some of those hooks either for talent reworks which no one wants to just see old artifact traits become talents but there are and I'm prefacing the next topic here as I pull up the talent calculator. Plenty of talents that could just go because you never use them. So either things that become baseline in, integrated into the kit to have sort of those gameplay loops because Vengeance doesn't really have many gameplay loops right now, which is what X talked about a little while ago. Sigils to end this section. And because of the whole class focus, do you think sigils should stay Vengeance only as their defining trait or do you expect to see sigils sort of as a demon hunter change going into shadowlands like spread across both do you think anything that havoc has should also go to vengeance and sort of meld those together blur <laughs> i was gonna say that <laughs> there okay 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 because you want that you basically want that that last stand style, like small cooldown, right? Blur with a DR, it's better than like, it's better than fire your brain in general, and it's yeah. kind of better than meta, and at certain points, plus mm -hmm. it's a minute cooldown, so or two minutes, I don't know what it is. Well, you look at say like like Prop Paladin, they have three cooldowns, right? You look at Vengeance, you have one point five. Yeah, basically. Brewmaster has one giant one, but then they also have all their stagger integrations, which again, we said earlier, should probably be changed. Prot Warrior has a solid three. 2.5, I would say three, though. And again, Vengeance has meta, that's it, and Fiery Brand. And in Fiery Brand, you talked about before, you can make it spread targets, but like, eh. Yeah, no. Oh, uh, actually, somebody in chat just reminded me because of I-Beam. Oh? Uh, but the other thing that I've been asking oh. for for a while is, uh, so our Vengeance actually has a version of I-Beam, but it's a talent. It's actually, if you look at my image right now, that's yeah, what course. it is. It's Fell Devastation. Yep. So that's our version of I-Beam. But it's a talent that's never used. So, yeah, the other two options are better for it. One in general. So nobody takes it. I want to see that baseline and yep. give us a nemesis, nemesis style, or not nemesis. Uh, what's the the havoc one? The demonic, demonic. I want I want a fell devastation version of demonic uh, build for vengeance. That would be so much fun. Well, All I'm gonna say I've been asking for that for a while. You sort of have that. I mean, as a tank, obviously, even keeping it at one minute, and if you fell devastate, and then the talent, because that, that was a thing. If I go back to your what was it? Where was it actually on here? 
Uh, you have a chance to activate metamorphosis for five seconds each time you consume a soul frag, which is fueled by pain, which obviously is RNG. Well, we have that as gluttony now. As right, as, as, as gluttony now. Same, but that's, whoops, but that is, obviously competes with spirit bomb. Right. So then you get into this state that, I mean, I've, I've been with you on this for, I think, with, for a while, is that why does, why does Havoc get their cool, you know, beam rotational element as a core part, but Vengeance doesn't get their awesome fell throw up baseline? I, I agree. Fell devastation. Yep, if they made that, I think that would, it would be a lot of fun to play Nemesis as Vengeance. Now, would you basically put the talent that makes you meta? It had to be a 110. That's what it is for, for Havoc, right? So you'd have to swap that down here to like compete. You could swap any of those. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. That would I, would, really cool. I would give up half of over two thirds of our talents are useless. I don't even care. Get rid of them. Well, I'm, I'm looking at talents right now then. And this is a brief section. We have two brief sections here real quick so we can move on. But uh, you probably both have words to share about this talent calculator. So, Monkey, you figured all this out. And then X, I'm going to go to you on what you may or may not ever see about talents. But, Monkey, what is the, the build that you basically see all the time right now for, for Vengeance? If there even is any wiggle room, tell me. But what's the build? Uh, okay, so the standard build is uh, Abyssal Strike, Fallout, Flame Crash, Fracture, uh, Sigil of Chains, Spirit Bomb, and then whatever in the last row. Yeah, kind of last resort for raiding, Void Reaver, or like last resort or Soul Barrier, it doesn't really matter. Last resort is kind of the most picked, just generic, but you can kind of do whatever. They're all kind of whatever. Um, that's the standard build. The only alternatives that you would that you would change is the last row. Again, like I said, you can kind of change whatever. Uh, Spirit bomb, you can swap for gluttony for more survival, and that works with vision of perfection. Um, but, I, and I'm going to say this specifically, the gluttony vision of perfection build is based around gluttony, not vision. Everybody assumes that vision is what matters, and and all this and that. Gluttony is the main purpose. Vision is garbage. It's just, it buffs gluttony, and just because it goes with it, people just assume it's better, so they just take it because they go, oh, it, it works with this. It, it doesn't matter. Gluttony is the main point of that. Uh, the only other changes uh, that you could possibly see are Fracture for Feed the Demon, but as Exidius talked about earlier, even though Feed the Demon is the best defensive in that row, nobody likes playing uh, the... Uh, vengeance without fracture because of the sheer build is just you spamming sheer for so much yeah that people literally hate it so much they literally do not take the best talent because of the gameplay yeah so uh feed the demon and then uh in the first row if you take feed the demon you can take razor spikes in the first row it's actually uh not bad but that's uh that's like if you take feed the demon which most people won't take but like what you have on screen right now is more or less a good defensive build um but your damage plummets but again but yes your damage plummets you're gonna do probably half the damage uh at most two-thirds of the damage as you would with the generic build but you gain survival so x what do you echo here with talents do you have anything you wanted to add um 
not really. It's basically the the same cookie cutter build we've been running for. Um, it's unfortunate, but uh, Monkey's right that most of the talents are just dead and nobody uses them. Right. And like I said in the pre show, this is uh, this the build you have on screen is more or less the that's the exact same build, albeit the last row, as we've had since seven two five. Actually, if you take last resort, that's the exact same build since seven two five. Yeah, like Void Reaver is just an artifact passive as a talent now, yeah. Essentially, it was a weaker version with no integration compared to what you have. But yeah, Last Resort. Even though Last Resort was a little bit stronger last expansion, but... Yeah, it had totally a, nerfed all the Cheetos. Yeah, we nerfed all of them. So, the, I mean, the, awkwardly, it's, it's funny. The best part of Vengeance, I think, is some of the PvP talents. Because Illidan's Grasp and Demonic Trample are hilarious. I have those talented right here just to make sure if anyone not uh, a quick nod to these. I don't know if you guys have PVP'd as vengeance very much, but I've Illidan's grasp when you throw somebody off a ledge or off yep. a cliff. Good times. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's real good. Yeah, and then demonic trample is just it's almost like the the weird like bull rush charge that that uh is that prot warriors also have, similar to that sort of thing. But they're both they both feel very tank oriented. Yeah, these are fun. But yeah, it's weird things for me when I look at this. Like, why does a tank have Fellblade? I guess it's more mobility, but at the same time, it fights with the fact that you have Abyssal Strike, which is also your more mobility, because Infernal Strike is a huge part of mobility for Vengeance. There's just some things here that are just again, and Feast on Souls is so weak. Like, what why is why is and then I, I gave a jab to burning alive earlier. This used to be a passive on your artifact trait about how your fiery brand would would spread. That's now a talent, so it forces that that weakness and that choice. Not much of a choice though. Soul rending is huge for havoc, but uh, if you if you're doing like not a lot of damage, because this is a question I get sometimes before too. It is is soul rending and spirit bomb worth the the coupling of extra leech with the frailty bonus? And the extra leech in meta, or still again, no fracture, so yikes. Yeah. No, there's no there's no reason to take it. The 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 buff that you get five percent leech on sword running. Like it's the same it's the exact same thing as what I was talking about with gluttony and vision or perfection. Just because they both quote unquote work in tandem and or do this do something similar, that doesn't mean you have to take them. Sure. Like just because two things are red, you don't have to have two red things. You can have a red and a blue thing. It's fine. Okay. And then I guess a, a capstone to that then, just to, to round that out, as I also had here, which you have it laid out on the Wowhead guide. Pretty straightforward. And you you I think drilled in vision to perfection there pretty strong. But are there any Azerite traits and essences as a hierarchy that you would implore people to prioritize and this can include if you've looked at the stuff for 8.3 with the new essences are you going to be able to are you want are you stealing dps essences <laughs> or uh what are your thoughts there monkey go for it i honestly i, I haven't looked too much into the 8.3 stuff um i've seen some stuff and i know some things are getting changed there's been some talk about the stealing uh, for tanks as stealing rock boy or stealing uh beam or whatever mm -hmm. um i mean it, and really it's just going to come down we still got two months left so i'm not too worried about it there's gonna be tuning so uh we'll see about that as far as currently uh essences every tank uses the exact same essence setup right now crucible flame major no barrier minor and uh conflict and strife minor 
Um, and then you're just going to add Aegis of the Deep probably in the next patch uh, for the four, for the third minor. And then uh, as far as uh, Azrae goes, it's kind of just whatever's highest eye level. Uh, I mean, the stuff's in the guides, so you can check it out. But it, there's not really anything that's super, super good. Revel and Pain's good in raids. Um, it's okay in dungeons. Uh, Soulmonger and, and Passive Visage and stuff in dungeons are, is good. In general, though, it's kind of just take whatever. So there's not any great. No, no reality shift, huh? Hmm. Oh. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more more mobility. That's what we need. We literally have that uh, that button on a twelve second cooldown. I like how this this silly essence, the one that makes you blink, it, a ripple in space, the major anyway. I like how there was some discussion that I I heard wind of that arcane mages were trying to make this thing work. Uh, and uh, this actually this is the wrong tooltip it's connecting to, but ripple in space that makes you blink. Uh, that gives you a whole bunch of main stat. They were trying to combine it with the the Ajara trinket and rune of power and arcane power, and all this stuff to make it viable. And it's like it's too much. <laughs> it's too much nonsense, but it's pretty good. But for more information, of course, on your essences and Azerite, check out the Wowhead guide. I think he's. Wrote all that out pretty quickly, but I get the the follow up on that one though. X, have you, at least the Mythic Plus scene? Do you actually find yourself changing out or going for certain Azerite or essences for more survivability, or are you all damage forward? Like, what have what have you found out in that realm right now? Uh, for essences, I, I'm gonna go damage. Just uh, the same thing what Monkey was just saying. For the most part, the same uh, lineup. Uh the only difference would be, say, like a Necrotic Week, I might use the uh, Sphere Suppression, um, just to have a reliable getaway to drop Necrotic stacks. But outside of that, there really isn't much variation. I do enjoy Animal of Life and Death, but it's not good. I just liked it. So I wish they would lower the cooldown from like two minutes to one minute, then I would really enjoy that uh, Essence a lot more in Mythic Plus. Well, this is, for those that don't know what this is, so this is a... HP equals damage conversion, essentially. You draw upon the Vitality to sear your foes, dealing 10% of your max health and fire damage to all nearby enemies and heal for 5% of your maximum health per enemy hit, up to a quarter of your health. But a big thing there, as we talked about, again, earlier in the show, you can tip over a million HP. So this is 100k AoE, just on a click. Which can be pretty fun, like you said. It is. It's, it's very fun, but it's not as good as a Crucible, so... Right. It, it, the cooldown's just too long. I mean, it has to be long, I suppose, in that regard. Yeah, I would say that that's the biggest down point of it is, is a two-minute CD. So, like, I guess you could play around it by doing, like, massive pulls every two minutes. Yeah. But in the end, you're still probably going to be outputting more damage with Crucible over the, over the entire run. On priority targets and things, yeah. 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 But... That couples with a little bit of things. I'll have to bring this up, actually, after this. But if you have questions, of course, we can start weaving those in here in a moment. But my guests can take a quick reprieve while I have a few things to jibber-jab about. Of course, middle of the show here, I suppose. Yeah, you can use the highlight question thing in chat, too, if you want. But, again, if you miss any part of the main show, all goes up on YouTube. Links down below. If you're on Twitch here. Or it's just... Final Boss Wow on YouTube. Additionally, 
iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and my website, finalboss.tv, for the audio only. And then if you are supporting the show directly on Patreon, then there's the additional BTS after shows. There's usually no script. It's just like a wind down, extra 20 to 45 plus minutes or so of just talking about other stuff and things, just off script, hanging out. That's just an extra bit. And those are RSS feedable. You can grab an RSS link and put that into your podcast device of choice. You can actually listen to those with the link to, yeah, to have the extra podcast there. That's a newer-ish feature. But also, big shout out to my sponsors over at Corsair and Elgato for supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between as well. I have a gigantimous build coming up soon that I have been talking about, I'm sure now, till I'm blue in the face for months. But I have a ton of stuff just right behind the camera you guys can't see that I've been building up and that Corsair has sent me for this huge new build. I've been working on, on off of this one box Corsair mostly system now for over two and a half years or so. So it's time to get the huge upgrades. So I'll be doing that, of course. But if you are looking at things for the holiday time frame or if you are doing it the same thing that I'm doing, there's a whole bunch of stuff. that I've been a Corsair fanboy for a long, long time before I even got approached or finally able to talk to Corsair. So it was sort of a, I self-headhunted because I've enjoyed their stuff for a very long time. Additionally, of course, all the little bits and bobs that, that Elgato offers. Not everything is only streamer forward. If you don't know about this, a lot of these tools, especially the stream deck, can be used if you're a graphic designer or engineers with different programs that have all this macroable stuff. All that can be programmed on stream decks for ease of use. But I'll be hooking all this stuff up, doing a live stream build of it all in due time. Hopefully around the holidays is a fun little extra adventure so you can see all the stuff that I have accrued over the uh, last half a year, essentially. But then again, also you may have noticed, you can't really see it on my lower third here, but this little guy, you may have seen on the show before, but I felt it's always thematic to where the Lilladin is kind of fading. I've had this one for a while. This is a design by Fabelina. Fabelina has got a bunch of designs if you would like to purchase apparel. Final Boss TV has an official store over on Design by Humans. When you land on this page, of course, do not think that everything is only in shirts. When you click on a design, it will take you to that design and you can customize it in however you would like. There is different fabric options. There are different color options. There are different style options. So you basically pick the art you would like, and then you slap it on whatever you'd like. Hoodies, tank tops, shirts, v-necks, still not a thing. Uh, this hideous abomination is actually being retired soon. We have a new all over my stupid face print soon. This is the old version. But this is a Fabelina. This is Fabe. This is Fabe. Fabe, 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 Fabe. So if you're looking for all the designs, you can go check those out and support what I do here as well. That's all right there. DBH had like a crazy... They have free worldwide shipping right now, over 50. It's barely off the top of the screen here. They had like a buy one, get one half off the other day. That may have expired. They'll sort of pop up here and there. But that is, of course, also linked down below. So there's options to make sure the show keeps going forward, of course. And those that are wondering about where the show is going, I have a big poll right now. Let me pull this up on my Twitter page which is also linked down below. But I was wondering where the show should go. So we do have the show today, November 17th. We're doing Vengeance Demon Hunter. 
Next Sunday should be Holy Paladin, which we're going to have some um, potentially sad Holy Paladins on the show next week. We'll be talking about the uh, Glimmer nerfs on the horizon to see how well that's going to impact and how that's going to change the spec going into the holiday season, of course. But again, that's going to be probably in January for the next patch. That's what Blizzard said. But then December 1st forward, there'll be an end-of-year special. But I was curious what show should be next. So if you want to go grab this tweet and vote, it's actually pretty close. Unholy and Balance are really close. The order in which these get voted on, first, second, and third, will be the order I do shows. But if you do want to hear about, you know, one of these three before the others, then go hit that vote. Got a little bit of time left as I'm sh hitting this right now. Once this goes up on YouTube, it might have ended, but go check. Just help me out. I do this now and then to give you guys the direct what show should be next and a peek behind the curtain. There'll be no coverage on every single spec before beta starts. There's just no way. We're looking at beta for Shadowlands probably in March or April. Hopefully. That means six months later we get the release of the game. That means that I'm basically trying to prioritize like the hot topic specs that are coming up. And no, not the store in the mall. But which ones are either, like, at the pinnacle right now? Which ones need to get talked about? Oh, Holy DK, of course, is a big one for Mythic Plus right now with their crazy quadratic scaling AoE and their sudden resurgence or appearance in the MDI because of the Outlaw Rogue nerfs. But then Balance Druid also has, like, this weird teeter-totter this expansion where they've been, like, super good on cross-dot fights, but a lot of cross-dot specs are getting nerfed going into 8.3. Talk about that. Fury Warrior is just strong. So if you are... Looking for a certain spec, you may not get to it before beta starts because that'll be more important. I might weave them in, but beta will be a huge thing. But now, if you have any questions, uh, has Blood Death Knight been done? Off the top of my head, I actually cannot tell you. I can't answer that question for you. You have to go check the archive. Everything's a playlist on YouTube. So if you just go to my YouTube channel, go to playlists. It's just the 2019 season. I do seasons by the year. You can go check those out there. But we've done a handful so far. We're at, this is show 14 or 15, somewhere in the in the mix there. But I have some canned questions for my guests. There's the tweet again. And let's see. Code had a question right now. Play a tank demon hunter as your main ult mythic plus spam last expansion. Found it really fun. Now in BFA, I feel next to useless. What changes would you like to see to dungeons or the tank meta? To make Mythic Plus more interesting. We do have the 8.3 change to the season with the, the mini-boss teleports. To make Shroud not as important. Even though you have to do those anyway. Otherwise you get them all at the end with the boss. So it doesn't really change a whole lot. But I'm not sure. Uh, X, you do a lot of the Mythic Plus stuff. So what do you think could change? If you think. Um... A lot of it would have to be like class balancing between uh, just what classes in general. Because um, right now, I know as a Vengeance Demon Hunter this entire time, I always get the question, uh, why are you not a warrior? I go to Pug like a 15, which isn't difficult from my point of view. And they won't take me because I'm not a warrior. Um, so just class balancing all around would be nice. Um, and you can see like like how that plays out like in the MDI. Like you always see the same class combination. And like personally, I don't enjoy watching it anymore because it's just all DK's warriors and then uh, a rogue thrown in there somewhere. 
That's pretty um, much it. Yeah, like a, a resto druid, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I would like to just see some like um, just some differences. Like it's just more entertaining when you see like a mage or a warlock thrown in there or a druid that's not. Hmm. Okay. Do you follow the the chain of thought that a lot of the problem with mythic plus this might not actually really affect you because a you're a melee, b you have a interrupt in the melee category, so it's not super long. Also, you have an AOE fear, which is an interrupt. You have sigil of silence, which is an interrupt. You have sigil of change, which is a pull, which can be an interrupt. Do you feel a lot of the 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 ick that people feel about Mythic Plus right now is because Blizzard made it scary by making everything a caster? That's why you bring all the melee. But do you feel scared about caster mobs in Mythic Plus at all? Um, even though I do have three, four ish pseudo interrupts, yes, yeah. because even okay. then. Like, if you take the first boss in um, Underrat, like, I, I don't do that boss unless I have, like, at least two, maybe three other melee with me, just because I can't spell Reflect, and that's going to kill me at high enough keys on a, on a training. Uh, but yeah, like, a lot of times, like, when we were forming keys, when we were actually trying to push back in Season 2, um, a lot of times, like, oh, we have, um, uh, what's the, Shrine of the Storm. And they're like, oh, we sorry, we can't bring two casters because then we can't kill that one bot. So I do agree with that. That's definitely problematic. Okay. That's that. Yeah. See, that's what chat brings up. Vaha says, imagine an NDI teams could lock out a class, so you can only bring one of X class. So if your tank is a DK, you can't bring any more DKs. That would be super interesting. I don't know if they would enforce something like that, but that's how most competitive things get to a point. You can't just take... Like, when you're playing Smash Bros, you're not just four Lucarios or whatever the high meta pick is, right? You're just... You only have one. That could be mirror match. I think it won't be ones or something. I don't know. Or, like, in MOBAs, you can't have four Rengars running around, right? I don't know if they would do that, though. Uh, no, I agree with you 100%. I've been saying that for a while now. It would make it definitely more interesting to watch. I'm grabbing the playlist for chat. It was asking. Ooh. There we go. Where is... Oh. Yeah, we kind of brought this up earlier. Yeah, rumblings about vengeance on the rise and the upcoming patch due to scaling strength. Monkey talked about magic damage or essence combos, or the encounters in the new raids. Uh, have either of you done any PTR testing? Going into 8.3? Monkey, have you done any yet? Or Now I work during the testing. So fair. Like, fair. I, I don't even get, I don't get home until like the second testing is starting. Mm. Or is already and I actually haven't done any of the PTR stuff, have you? Or have you read or watched stuff about it? What have you thought? Uh, I've watched like um, preachers' videos and stuff like that, but I have not tested any of that myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Kib, you're not wrong. It's competitive racing. No matter what limitations they add, there will be a meta group. I think it's just mostly it's, it's what Exidia said. It's about just having it look fun. If two teams racing with the exact same comp, the only thing you can pay attention to is like if they wipe or if they take this mob instead of that mob. Yay. It's a lot of mirror matches are only as so fun, yeah. So 
<laughs> just let us blast. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what else came up here. Wait, nerf Starfall show over Balanced Druid. That's kind of a thing. Wait, the new tutorial island coming out 9.0. Which six to seven abilities would you give Diva? Oh gosh, that's actually a weird one. And Northern brings this one up too. The so Demon Hunter, you start there have to redo the entire talent tree because obviously your talent started at 99. But Demon Hunter is gonna start at 10, maybe. But I think they said we still start at one as well. At one, really? Yeah, I believe they said that at BlizzCon. Whether or not that goes through, we'll see. But I'm pretty sure that would. And would you get, like, a talent? Because you get two talents while leveling up as a Demon Hunter. Because you get 99 and 100, and then you level from 100 to max. Well, when they redo talents, I assume they're just going to make give us the exact same numbers as everybody else. Because, I mean, Death Knight start in the start, same starting zone. So I would assume that we would start at level 1, too. Demon Hunter doesn't so, yeah. They would just change the talents just to be the same across the board. Hmm. It's gonna be interesting, yeah. I mean, honestly, like the for that question, it doesn't really matter. The only like so for vengeance specifically, the only buttons that matter would be sheer, soul cleave, and infernal strike. Emulation aura kinda, but that's that's it. That's the only four buttons you're gonna press while you're leveling. And I mean havoc's yeah. more or less the same way. You got what play at Blade Dance and Chaos Strike. Like Demon Bite ooh. and I Beam. I think it'll be your four. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty much all you're gonna press the entire time. But the Demon Hunter starting experience will still will it still be like the Mardoon quest line. Do you start at level one instead of ninety-eight? I believe, yeah, I believe it goes from one to ten, just like the, the other starting zones, and then sure. you pick where you want to go at. No, it'll be the new starter for the first oh, for the first tune. And then will you, will you pick to do... This is obviously a, a very small thing. Afterwards, you can pick the Demon Hunter starting zone. I see. That'll be interesting for new players. Well, can you pick DH as your first tune if you have a brand new account? I assume no. Unless they you know remove that restriction. Right. That's a strange one, yeah. So excluding Reaping, what Mythic Plus, so Plus 10 Affix, do you find the most enjoyable... Well, I mean, excluding reaping, do you like Gahoonies or uh, emissaries, or or potentially the the void portal mini boss zoops? Um, ignoring the new one because I haven't played it yet, and it can still change. Uh, I think emissaries yeah. is better, just because even though emissaries are real pain sometimes, you can still do massive cleave on top of them. You can, yeah. Whereas, whereas Gahoonie is just, which just it just slowed you down for no reason all the time. It was really rough. It was definitely rough. Oh, yeah, I saw your correction there. No, that's very true. Which is like, which one did you enjoy the most? All right, Monkey, do you, are you, you might be in a similar boat to me where you just run enough keys for the weekly chest. So do you, do you still just, because you're keeping up all your different tanks. So I guess the question for you then is which, which tank have you enjoyed tanking Mythic Plus on the most? Maybe? Sort of follow that. Um, that would be between warrior and monk. Honestly, warrior just because their damage output up uh, pre eight point two nerfs damage output on warrior is just dumb. So 
Yeah. I, uh, I really enjoyed that. And then um, Monk, I really enjoyed because of just the different things that you could do with like all your mobility and the Ring of Peace and Transcendence. Like there was a lot of like, I don't know if I want to say self-utility, but there was a lot of cool things that you could do on Monk just because of like how much mobility and stuff. Like you could pull a whole room and then you use Transcendence back and then you bring a piece and like keep to keep them just outside of the room so then the range can blast them or whatever. Like there's a lot of cool stuff that you could do as Monk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those would be mine too. Yeah, this this question, came, well, this is a discussion that came up in chat. I mean, Lithium said the thing about, like, basically, I was wondering if they're going to do stuff like this, about making crazy affixes. I guess uh, he said, like, other games, but uh, the thing I think about is sort of, is making Kiss Curse a thing in World of Warcraft is very strange. And Blizzard has been very hard-pressed to figure out how to make that happen. Obviously, we have Corrupted Gear coming 8.3, which has a Kiss Curse effect to it, but it's just, like, arbitrary numbers the next question i'll ask is about the weapons but the suggestion was like 80 percent lifesteal on all characters but minus 100 percent heal reduction so you can only heal yourself so you see like do like one tank and four damage or like two tanks and three damage to do keys i don't know if they never do this in destiny 2 which i play a lot of they have kiss curse mechanics or you get something to lose something else. Or something else is scarier or affects both you and the enemy. But Blizzard has just like really never done that. The suggestion that came up before was like permanent lust in the entire dungeon. But so are the enemies. Right? So it's just... They've I never mean, done... They, they talked about it back in... They did. The BFA. We had a, certain, a couple affixes for it. Like they, there was what? Like three or four different affixes for the Kiss Curse. That just never saw the light of day. Like they were all data mined. Yep. Yeah, they never, never saw much. But I, the follow up question to that, what I have here, uh, I gotta see if I can grab the post. Katsuki's in chat. So maybe she can help me out with this. Wellhead made a giant, uh, corrupted weapon patch. Have you seen all of these yet? Because the question that I was proposed, yeah, I have them right here, is. Slap these up. Have, what are your thoughts on the new corrupted weapons? And the one for Demon Hunter, for both myself and for, for Vengeance, is the the Unjuent Caress. So, when I see that, the first thing I think is when I'm trying to kite mobs out, out of um, uh, Sanguine on the floor, and it procs, and they start walking really slow, and they just get healed. Yeah... And you can't, like, tell it not to proc. No, you can't. And it's a chat. Yeah, it's Girthalak, basically. But you can have two of them. You can dual-wield Girthalaks. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, most of the time, it's probably going to be useful, especially if you need to kite, like, necrotic weeks. And, like, based on how often they proc, just extra damage is also extra It's just that was my, my biggest worry, just thinking about, like, sanguine weeks, or if you're purposely trying to kite something into proc. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Because, Monkey, you haven't really seen much of these yet. Have you actually looked at all these weapons? Because this is the only one that Vengeance can use. Yeah, I uh, I went over them the other day. Um, first up, hi, Mom. Welcome to the chat. Um, the other thing, uh, honestly, like, it's, it's I like the idea of the weapons. The problem is that 
they have to know how to balance certain stuff because this is kind of going back to the whole problem with tier sets was they didn't want tier sets because they changed certain things or they they heavily buffed certain specs or whatever. So like our weapon is a DPS weapon that we're going to use. Yep. Like, you know, it's the snaring. But then you got like monks and brewmasters get the staff that that heals them for 2% health and deal or, or something like that. It's like, I forget what it, what it specifically is, but it's like they heal for 2% health and deal damage or something. Yeah, your auto attacks um, bite into the target's soul, dealing 2% of your health and damage and healing you for that amount on yeah. every auto attack. I've seen that do like 40% on a monk, who and monks have the lowest health of any tank, and I've seen it do 40% of a monk's damage. And, you know, and bears have even more health. And then you got DKs, which I'm sure everybody, you know, a lot of people have seen the, the video of uh, Max from raid testing the other day where he was doing like 400k DPS with a DK weapon. Like, was he using you know, the, uh, the tank DK weapon? Uh, I don't remember which one it was. I, I know or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that one. The Obsidian yeah. Skin, yes. Yeah, he was doing like 100k HPS and like 400k DPS. Yep. Like you gain you know, obsidian just, skin. So so that's my problem with it is mm. that certain certain ones, and I mean it's that's how balance works. Certain things are gonna be better than others. That's yeah. just that's just the nature of it. I get that. But my problem with it is, is that there's just such a clear difference of like, you know, increasing your health health or something, or like, you know, this increase like this increases their armor. Like this was made specifically for blood DK. That is a blood DK weapon. I don't care what anybody says that was made for blood DK. And you know it buffs their armor, but like for us, we don't get nothing. You know, I'm uh, I'm reading right now in Discord um, that Pratt Warrior, Pelly, and VDH are still having weapons that are coming. I don't know if that's true, but um, I'm reading that right now in Discord. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we have two months still of where they can bring stuff out. Oh, of course, of course. Like some of these are neat. A lot of them are just procs. I get it, but there there is a scary amount of these that are either. They have a scaling multiplicative health or armor component, uh, like the 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 caster axe that is the gating one to eight percent of your intellect at all times. Like there are things that are raw scaling bonuses based on your character. Whereas the fist weapon is just like it's attack power, but it just deals damage. There's there's nothing else that really feels like it interacts. Yeah. Which like I said, it's cool, but yeah, it's a cool yeah, idea. Sure, I like sure. the ideas as a whole. Mm -hmm. Like it's got, I, I, I like this as a thing. But like I said, it's just they have to balance everything. They can't, they can't make them too different. So I mean, but I mean, again, everything's gonna get tuned. I mean, obviously, blood decays are not gonna be doing 400k DPS on live when it hits. Like everything's gonna get tuned, and we have two months, and you know, we we could get new new weapons come out. Some of these weapons could even be changed completely. Who knows? Yep. I do want to point out though, like this, like this idea is really good because sure. one of the biggest things that Pre uh, Preach has been saying is how we no longer know items by names. Now, if you yeah. have weapons like this, you're gonna know the weapon you want by name. So it sort of gives like um, a uniqueness to the weapon that you want. So I like the idea. If they don't mess it, it's very true. That is very true. Granted. How many of these names are ever gonna outside of like you know the shard of the Black Empire, easy name, or there's also I mean again there's Anjikvra. Who's gonna call it that? 
Right. <laughs> it's some of them are a little bit silly. And I, yeah, they're just gonna call like you know blood decay axe or blood decay staff axe. or <laughs> mage, mage staff. Like Man, that's what yeah. they're gonna be called. It's exactly. Exactly. You'll know the name but can't pronounce it. Yeah, you'll just put the you'll just type the letters out for it for sure. Uh so I we I kind of had that in there for the the Nihilotha stuff. We kind of went back and forth here, but I guess the just to put a pin in it, what you currently think what will happen in 8.3 based on what you've amalgamated, Monkey, where do you see First place, second place, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. The tank hierarchy. Is there a shakeup incoming? Um, well, since we're talked about it, do you, uh, I assume you want to include. So, you're talking. You, are you talking about eight three in the raid or dungeons? And we're including these weapons, correct? Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like what? What? I'm basically you future cast. See how right you are. Make your make your bet. Uh okay. So. Monk number one, uh, easily, uh, between the staff. I mean, they're already really good and they're adding more physical stuff to the rates, they're not going to be hindered as much with the magic. And with the staff, it's really good for them. Um, it actually fits them perfectly. So, I think Monk is gonna be number one. The rest of them, like I said, everything is kind of balanced right now for the most part. So, I it, it really the rest of them depend on how the fights go. I think it's going to be some kind of like warrior had because of spell reflect like depending on what they can and can't spell reflect warrior could actually be like the best in the raid or mm. best on like some fights just because of spell reflect um paladins uh i think they nerfed a lot of stuff like there's a lot of immune stuff you can't do with immunities so i think spell warning is not going to be as good as we originally thought because originally paladins were looking to be probably the best just because spell wording and pop or and bop and uh divine shield but uh we'll see where that goes um, and again, that's going to be fight specific. Uh, and then uh, Vengeance is going to be up there just because of the, all the magic. Uh, DK, DK is in a weird spot. I think they're going to be decent, but I don't, I think they're going to be better than they are currently. But I'm not co completely convinced that they're going to be top tier. Um, so I, uh, and then Bears, I, uh, Bears, I don't think are going to be as good because of the magic because they're kind of the worst against magic. Um, so I don't think they're, I think they're probably going to be the bottom tier. So if I had to rank it after saying all that, it'll probably be monk and then it'll be some form of warrior paladin and demon hunter and DK and then kind of those four and then drew it at the bottom. And then it'll obviously it'll shift based on, you know, how the fights end up working out. Cause warrior could end up being the, you know, bottom with druid just because of spell timings or whatever. Mm -hmm. DK could be really bad because, uh, if they're adding a lot more physical stuff. You know, it just depends on how tuning goes. Because right now, they're actually, supposedly, they're changing a lot of uh, the tank damage in fights right now. So it's kind of, everything's up in the air right now. So anything anybody says is just kind of, you know, thrown to the wayside. Especially with the weapons, because a lot of people are, are like, oh, DK is going to be super OP. It's going to be, oh, it's so great. Yeah. Damage and the weapon is so strong. But the the, the weapon's going to get nerfed. So, uh, but yeah, so if I had to pick, it would probably be Monk first. And then some form of, the, like I said, Warrior Paladin. Demon Hunter, DK, um, and then Druid. Okay. Exidius, sir, do you echo some of that, or do you think... Maybe you can take a spin on that with your Mythic Plus knowledge, or do you... Same bet, different card? What do you think? Um, 
I honestly have not been following much of 8.3 as of yet, so anything I say is just going to be completely Um, The one thing about seeing Vengeance in raids, I still I agree we will probably start to see more in raids, but I don't think we're going to see as many as we should, simply because of the the biasy and then the fact that how many people have ready to go DHs for like you're not going to see like a monk or even like a warrior rerolled to DH just for the raid. Mm. it's like i was saying earlier it's kind of the you know even though, even though they're going to be pretty good is it worth spending the time to re-roll or is it worth even re-rolling period so like i have my vengeance but i'm not going to re-roll for my monk because there's there's no reason there's no benefits to re-rolling to it whereas like i you know like i said with the with the ranking there it's everything's going to be kind of similar so it's like if i have a warrior and they're going to be at least on par with vengeance if not better why would I reroll? You know. Yeah. But if you are Sorry, playing, kind of there, but... no. If you are playing Vengeance though, or sort of coming back to the game fresh, you wouldn't shun people away from Vengeance right. going to eight point three. Right. Agreed. Totally off topic. Totally pivot over here real quick to some some transmog. What do you prefer as your favorite Aldrachi Warblades? We're landing here on the Mage Tower one, but uh, X, what was your favorite at the time, or what one do you still find yourself using today? All right, so like I said a little bit earlier in the pre-show, nobody's going to agree with me, but uh, let me find what... Jump on my transmog mount real quick. Uh-oh, which one is he going to say? In before, it's the defaults. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Um... I think it's Dreadlord's Bite, actually. The green ones with the little fisticuff shield on the palm. Um, though, uh, well, the, a second. I don't know which color. Obviously, the colors are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the Dreadlord's Bite, the red one, is probably my favorite. That's a pretty good looking one. I like that. Was this the, was this the hidden, not the hidden one, but this was like, wasn't this the quest chain? Was this balance, balance of Power? Okay, yeah. Yeah, the Nighthold one. Yeah, Balance of Power. There you go. I like it. I can respect it. It's a good looking one. How about you, monkey? Are you are you trash can lid? Uh okay. So first, <laughs> I really like the Umber Wing when the Mage Tower first came out. Uh, but I think I feel like part of that was just the uh, quote unquote prestige of doing the Mage Tower. So the Umber Wing right above that. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, then once the Iron Warden came out, like I had, I think I used that most of most of legion and like i was saying earlier in the pre-show we had uh uh i ended up doing the the sword and shield mod with that so the iron warden in the left hand with uh as a shield and then had a uh, sword in my right so it's like a sword sword and board kind of style yeah you can make it look like you're because normally in this game everyone's main hand is the right hand but you could do that yeah you could definitely do that where your main hand quote unquote main hands in your left hand at least for transmog purposes that'd be neat yeah it is a giant just trash can lid it's just like a giant fell it's like a plate of a something or other <laughs> but it makes you look like a fist weapons on we have two of them i don't know chat what is your favorite i definitely i, I think i still have the default umber wing when i switch i believe i'm not sure i think i was illidari crest for a while as well the green i was doing the green this one right here I believe that was a good one. 
least we can keep them. That's the one weird part about the Heart of Azeroth and all these cool tier fours you're unlocking right now is that they don't go away in Shadowlands, but they will not work. But the Heart of Azeroth, because your connection is severed to Azeroth when you're in the Shadowlands, it will not work in any of the new zones or any of the dungeons. It'll just not work. But obviously it'll work when you go away from it. It'll scale down, of course, do less damage. But they specifically said it'll work just like in everything time walking. You can just put it back on. So you're not losing any of it. And some of those effects are still going to be totally fine in any of the time walking content in the game for time walking raids or dungeons or whatever. So it's not going away at least because there are certain graphics from your heart of Azeroth that are so good. It'd be really lame to lose them. But at least we know that they're keeping them. Yeah, not losing, but you won't be using unless you're in scaled content, yeah. But then I guess, uh, Exidius, because you, you have a different time constraint that I think a lot of people that are listening in, in different walks of life could agree with, that A, time investment in World of Warcraft is crazy. B, life can be crazy as we get to be older and we have responsibilities outside of video games. But what tank would you play if you didn't play Vengeance? Because you basically play, I would imagine most of your time is on your the Demon Hunter, but what would you play if you had more time? Um, right now, probably Warrior, um, just because that's why I played the most uh, as an all in BFA. I did really enjoy the old school DK, not the Legion slash BFA DK. So if they brought back the old school DK, I'd probably beat uh, DK as my second choice. But as of right now, it'd probably be Proud Warrior. What is old school death knight to you then like frost tanking <laughs> what is <laughs> um wrath of lich king slash uh cataclysm time frame ah okay i mean yeah so that we, but wrath would would have been potentially that i think a lot of people are like oh we'll frost tank again but okay chat should weigh in what tank do you tank on that's the question and I think that's pretty much all I had here. There was some questions and comments that came up earlier. Northern had like a big old paragraph about pain. I do have sort of a canned question here about a summarizing thought on do you need both pain and lesser soul fragment combo points as a resource in your tanking kit? Does pain work as a resource that you only build and spend instead of like rage? which obviously taking damage gives you some and dealing things gives you some. Should the suggestion that came up in chat was should lesser soul fragments be sort of like little pain pockets that when you use or walk into, it gives you pain and then pain is how you spend for spirit bomb. And obviously soul cleave should just like, should soul cleave just be replaced by spirit bomb. Like all these little things that are core to pain and soul fragment madness. But I don't know, monkey, what have you sponged up in the community thought process on just those two sticking points for for vengeance pain is pointless come uh soul should be combo points is pretty much uh, that's been the entire bfa the combo points thing has been since legion started so everybody's tired of consuming souls when they walk over it or or if they're facing a wall or underwater souls just going to the bottom of the of the world like it's it's kind of it, like it's a cool concept but it doesn't work properly in the real world. So, uh, I mean, I'm fine with having both. They just, 
pain needs to matter more because we, right now we generate so much of it and it doesn't actually do anything. The only thing it does is it allows us to press spirit bomb or soul cleave and bomb. You don't even press until you're uh, half four and five souls anyway. Yeah. So it's not hindrance on the pain as hindrance on, or hindered by the amount of souls you have. And then soul cleave is kind of is garbage. So you don't even want to press it. And then if you do press it mainly, then pain is irrelevant because you build it so much anyway. And well, part of it is because you build so much anyway, but soul cleave just doesn't do that much anyway. So you don't really care. You're just pressing it just because you need to press something. So it's kind of the best at the time, or it's like the only thing you can do. So it's kind of like, it's not something that you want to do. It's just, you just have to do it because it's just how it works. So pain is useless and so it should be common points is my thought and most people's thoughts on it. Yeah. It's a boring resource. Hate seeing the pain bar build up and then cap. That was like, comments that i got back in beta testing was that you didn't care what your pain was you just cared how many soul fragments you had out so still how it's that's pretty much how it's been for the most part since forever it just works slightly different in legion just because of how a fracture being a spender instead of a builder yeah or chart right around charges okay anything you want to add on the the pain and soul fragment discussion x um the only time you notice pain is when, say, you go and you do a pull and you have no pain, and then you get an essence sever proc and you get like five souls out, and then you just can't cast spirit bomb because oh. you don't have the pain. That's, that's the only time I ever notice pain, hmm. which means it's not a good system at all. Because it's like you, if you know like, the tank is hindered by walking into combat and unable to do your like get aggro move, I don't think. Us getting aggro and like in Mythic Plus is actually not hard because most of our abilities are AOE. Like we Infernal Strike in, uh, drops a a um, sigil, and then you do Immolation Aura, and then you do one Fracture normally. Yeah. So you normally get Souls from Fallout, and then you do Spirit Bomb. Like us getting initial threat is actually, and then we also don't rely on cooldowns, which means uh, we can do that every pull, assuming we have Immolation back up. But that's a short CD. Um, so for the most part, that's not a problem. It's just the idea is like the the situation or the the situation I just like talked about is rare, and it's just really annoying. It's like it doesn't really hinder you. Um, it's just yeah, when it happens, I'm like, why can't I spear? Oh, I don't have pain for the first time ever. So, okay, I just that you both sort of echo the same sort of yeah. Issues for it. Yeah, no class is a resource that depletes on its own. Well, does rage goes down out of combat to a degree. Pain, sort of in the same sense, but I don't know where prot warriors are at. We did their show a little while ago about how they've... I don't think they ever care about rage to a degree. I think the one feedback loop that I've heard about a similar resource is that only... Like, only one move integrates their shield offensively that has anything to do with rage generation. So you just, like, you pray for shield slam procs. I think we talked about it on the show. So all they care about is shield slam. But you can care about one button, but then at some points, is that all you should care about? No. We'll see how that changes. That's why we don't know BlizzCon stuff for Shadowlands didn't seem like they're doing anything crazy, which is good and bad for certain specs. So I wonder if they're going to take that time to hone in on the ones that actually could use a little bit more TLC than the rest, but 
Monkey, finish this out here. Do you have any closing shout-outs, remarks, any soapbox, any nuggets you want to leave tanks with? Or Vengeance Demon Hunter tanks in particular? Anything I'll put a moratorium on? This is your time, sir. Go for it. Uh, honestly, I mean, I, I don't really have a lot. It's, uh, I think that in general, tanks, uh, like I said, balance is getting a lot better. So that's, that's pretty good. Uh, in both dungeons and in, in raid, I feel like tank balance is, uh, one of some of the best, I don't know if I'd say the best it's ever been, but it's, it's definitely up there. Uh, in general, you can kind of pick up and play whatever. It's just kind of play what you enjoy. Um, but uh, in general, no. I mean, uh, we kind of we talked about everything I wanted to talk about on the show. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm. But I guess uh, the other thing is, look forward to the. I, I mean, I know we have another raid coming up, and it's gonna. I mean, that's just gonna kind of be a for fun thing. It's kind of whatever. I feel like everybody's right now is focused on Shadowlands. So just, um, even if things, you know, even if you don't like something right now, just know that you know shadowlands is coming they're, they're you know they're gonna bring back a lot of abilities for various other classes you know for various classes and you know we'll, we'll see what they do so maybe they change the tanking paradigm maybe they make us less reliant on healers you know with with adding in all this utility and stuff so um definitely i mean look forward to the alpha beta cycle coming up which should be in two three months probably three months four months is when we'll see the that startup so i guess just uh, look forward to that Hopefully March into April, which we can get a September launch, which is two years after BFA, and we'll have six months of beta. That's the plan. If we don't see it, then we'll we'll be a later expansion for sure. So Exidius, sir, same thing. Soapbox time. Is there anything you want to throw into the wind um, there? Not really. Not nothing really too much. But uh, shout out to the Vengeance uh, DH Discord because they're yelling at me for a shout out. So shout out to those guys. Um, also, one side note for the cosmetic people out there, when I was playing uh, Shadowlands over at BlizzCon, uh, if you like cosmetics, um, we get new skin colors for DH, where it makes you look very demonic, which I thought was kind of cool. So if you're into that kind of thing, that's something to look forward to on the cosmetic front. Otherwise, I don't really have much else. Uh, I'm just looking forward to Shadowlands and hopefully see some nice changes. There you go. Yeah, I totally forgot to mention that's uh, part of the character customization is that you're going to have more options for for that. I think they showed... Did we actually get an image of that? Shadowlands character customization. Did we see the Demon Hunter one specifically, right? I uh, I wanted to go take a picture and I got yelled at because uh, <laughs> the guy was right behind me. But I, I honestly tried to and I was going to go back and try again, but then I got caught up doing other stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't see the new war paints for dwarves and trolls, new flesh options for undead, tons of new faces for humans, but I don't see, I don't see anything else uh, in the the BlizzCon like mega thread here, at least for Demon Hunter specifically. But should be good to see about that. And then uh, when sub when the sub numbers drop after the initial push of Shadowlands, they're probably going to remove pants so you can transmog your pants off. We'll see. Give my meta tattoos the color of my regular tattoo. Oh, gosh. Katsuki's on to something there. Not your metamorphosis tattoos, only green. No matter what your color of your other tattoos are. Is that the, the problem? Yeah. Yes. 
Well, there's something to put on the uh, the checklist for Alpha Beta, but let's uh, let's wrap this up here. Actually, hold on, my VLC crashed sometime during all of this, so I don't have my outro. Wait, wait, we'll we'll get there. It no, I don't think we will. Hold on, button is pressed. That was super weird. There it is. Thank you all for tuning in to episode number 202. A little, little technical difficulty at the very end there. I couldn't couldn't find my outro music. That happens sometimes. But again, this is 202 for Vengeance Demon Hunter. If you've missed previous episodes, go check them out in the archive in the 2019 or beyond playlist on YouTube. They, they keep going back and back and back and back. All the way back to Mr. Pandaria, where we talk about how bad just thunder forging was so we're finally coming around full circle to no eye level changes at least corrupted gear eye level is eye level we'll see where that goes but around the table again exidious sir thank you for being on the show today for the first time he does have a youtube channel you can go look him up on youtube i will leave a link in the description box though for vengeance related stuff you're planning on making things for 8.3 you said yeah uh, yeah, I normally do guides for uh, raids, but uh, basically I uh, they're very long. I like to pause the videos and point stuff out as we go along. Yeah. Uh, right now, since I'm, I'm currently not raiding it, um, the rest of uh, this current raid tier, uh, I probably won't have anything into 8.3. Well, that's totally fine. I mean, having stuff for 8.3, going into the new expansion, there you go. I'll definitely be picking you guys' brains when I do all my beta testing. But So, thank you very much. For being on the show today, sir. Putting up with Monkey, this guy. You can follow what? him on at Twitter at Monkey with two Ks, DH. He may tweet sometimes. Do you tweet anything of relevance or are you like word up? <laughs> uh, I I go on there whenever somebody pings me or like once in a blue moon when somebody oh. links something on Discord. And then I'll like search it for like 10 minutes. But otherwise, you're in the uh, Demon Hunter Discord rather often, yeah? You can talk to you there? Uh, once in a while, sure. Uh, monkey DH, except he's a monk. Oh, chat got you. Oh, but thank you for coming back on the show, sir. You were, of course, here for for the Legion show, and we'll see where we go into Shadowlands. Then that should be yep. exciting. But next week, Holy Paladin. We might have some sad Holy Paladins next week. Unfortunately, talking about Glimmer or excited. I don't know. Maybe they're they feel like Glimmer is running its course. And they're ready to move on to other builds, or they'll just be sad. We'll talk about that next week. And then Twitter poll. So I saw this pulled up right here. Nope. Twitter poll. I'll link it down below. It's on my Twitter profile, of course. You can go find out if you would like to vote on the upcoming shows. That is wicked broken. <laughs> Why? I, sorry about that. A little technical stuff. But thank you very much for that. Vote on those. We got Unholy DK, Fury Warrior, Balanced Druid. <laughs> coming up soon and that will be the next three shows after holy paladin we've got the end of the year special coming up too which will be just fun nonsense but yeah until then jump on the ptr hopefully uh nazoth testing comes back up again because that didn't work out very well and uh save up your coins go get your paragon boxes get 19999 reps so you can get two each of those to get that extra bit of ap because the AP grind starts back up again in January. But until then, everybody. <gasps> Bye. No one else can wave. Wave you to hear the wave, the wind on your microphones. Do this. 
<laughs> I'm waving so hard right now. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. 